Mix them up, twist them up, put them in the blender Switching sides, characters, sometimes I'm switching genders One story out, after two stories enter Random tandem, fandom generator A tragedy, a comedy, or maybe it's a horror Doesn't matter either way, the story make it chortle Anything can hit you, it's just how you work it That's what you get out of stable universes I feel like I feel like it's breakup season. A Is lot, it? A lot of people around me breaking up. It's sad. <laughs> What's the breaking up? Uh, you, I, anyone I, mean, I know? No, I don't think so. It's mostly people from like high school or like other friends. Where it's like, give me them juicy deets. Bummer. I mean, you don't know them. That's fine. That just makes it better. The the podcast listener also doesn't know them. True. Well, uh, it's sad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not something uh, fun. Yeah, way to start this podcast up on a on a high note. Yeah, no kidding. All my friends are break. All my friends are breaking up. Take me to the edge. <laughs> all my friends are <laughs> breaking, breaking up. up. At it, least they aren't dead. Woo. All my friends are breaking up. It's a new song. Who can relate? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, those videos kill me, man. Have you seen? Okay, there's like this meme that like Logic talks about being biracial like uh-huh. a lot. Right. And uh, I found a video where someone edited like an hour long interview with Logic into like two minutes of him just like freaking out about being biracial. And it's like, it's, I don't know, it's so funny. Like, no disrespect to Logic. I love his like music and he seems like a cool guy. But like the way that like, the way that they edited that interview is so funny. It's just like, I am black and white. Is he actually? Yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure he is. Like, I'm pretty sure he is biracial. I mean, if he's going to say it that much, then like, he, he talks about He better it. be honest i think like i'd say he talks about it frequently but not to a point that like not any more than any other rapper talks about something that they talk about a lot right yeah you know what i mean like this push a t talks about coke and like literally every single song but that's what he used to do naturally exactly and logic still is biracial so it makes sense that he's still talking about it <laughs> i guess you can't really change that right who can relate Woo! Woo! <laughs> i like that song but that's like easily like why did he why would you put that in there it's like he's talking about like wanting to kill himself or something, right? Yeah. Who can relate? It just makes no sense. But you know what? It works. It works. I guess. When I'm feeling down, I want it. Woo! Yeah, logic. Woo! And then back into the chorus, it's like, I want to die. There you go. It goes back to it. All my friends are breaking up. <laughs> At least they're not dead. <laughs> All my friends are breaking up. At least they're not dead. See? We should have a music podcast, Julia. <laughs> yeah, Tell us what you think in the comments. Are there comments on a podcast? Review us. Give us five stars. Let us know what you're thinking. Yeah. Or t- tweet at us. And and tell tell Evan and Alana. I'm Alana. Oh, we forgot to do that bit. <laughs> it's fine. I can cut that out. All right. Tell me and Evan, your regular host, if you think Julian should do another. Well, what if I did a podcast? What if Julian Wait, did a podcast? what's going on? Are you you? Are you Alana? Are you I'm sweaty? A med- I'm having a mental breakdown. Are you Bradley Manhans? <laughs> Imagine if I had a podcast where I wrote a song every week and like tried to make a song out of like, I have no idea. Dude, podcasts confuse me. I'm on a podcast right now. I don't even know what to do. <laughs> Just talk, man. Just have Just a talk. Have a mental breakdown like on uh, on on air. Yeah. On air. Um, Who can relate? <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Unstable Universe is the podcast where we ruin two of your favorite fandoms at once. I'm Evan Rowell. And I'm Alana Hopper. That's right. Alana has laryngitis. Uh, uh, hello. <laughs> oh my god. 
Uh, yeah, everybody, I got laryngitis. <laughs> I have a dog. What's his name? Sprinkles. Close. Hunter. <laughs> oh, man, I really thought I had it. Uh, okay, I was like, I was like 60% sure. You were 60% sure it was Sprinkles? <laughs> I thought it was something cute. Something cute like that. Hunter's a cute name. Sure. How do you feel about the name uh, Max? Because I feel like that has been ruined by dogs everywhere. Yeah. I think Max is a better girl name than a boy name. Oh, like Maxine? Yeah. I knew a girl named Maxine. Did they? Did she go by Max? I'm sure someone called her Max. She moved to LA. As far as I know, she's doing pretty well. So, shout out. Yo, shout out to Maxine. Let's get her on the podcast. Yeah. Maxine, where are you at? LA. Okay, fly <laughs> us out. You can afford it, I'm sure. All right, so... All right, yeah, about 10 minutes of bands. Are yeah. <laughs> Alana, what is this podcast? Uh, This is the podcast where we randomly, tandemly, fandomly generate two pod... Two, two podcasts. <laughs> two fan fictions. No, two fandoms. Uh-huh. And then we write a... Uh, a fan fiction on those fandoms using the two fandoms as right. well as there's a tag that we have to use. Wow. That cough syrup really fucked you up, didn't it? That was the worst explanation you've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> Where did the <laughs> accent come from? Every puff is a new accent. <laughs> this, is, this is the worst episode. I'm so sorry. This... No, no. Episode three is still the worst episode. This is season two, episode three, though. So maybe episode threes are just bad. Yeah, that's fair. I so... mean, my actual fanfic is uh, I feel like a lot happens and then I'm like, wait, this nothing happened yet. Let's do something. But there's no real like, I don't know, there's no build. It just happens and then it doesn't. It's like, man, my mind's boring. Oh, good. Mine's a bit of a mess. Nothing really happens. That's why we need extra bants. That's true. <laughs> Who can really? <laughs> oh, Alright, so yeah, this is the podcast where we randomly shove two fandoms together that don't usually fit. We add in a genre that also doesn't fit. And then we have to write it. Uh, and it's usually pretty bad. Yeah. So this week we had to write Avatar. Yeah. Now, that's the blue people one, not Airbender. Great movie. Y'all were trashing Avatar that last episode. The like, Airbender one? No, uh, the Blue People. Oh, when we were talking about Avatar last yeah, episode. Alana was like, I mean, I was like, uh, who needs another, who needs a sequel to this movie? I don't even know anyone who cared about it. I saw that movie f- like three or four times in theaters. Wow, you really changed your tune since last week. <laughs> yeah, I was super drunk last week. I oh. was, wasn't talking straight. Right. Yeah, I, I watched the movie like four times in theaters, bought it on Blu-ray, I'll admit, I haven't watched it since then. I never watch, you know, watch my Blu-ray copy. But, like, I watched it four times in theaters. That movie, like, blew my mind. Well, I hope I hope you really channeled that into your story. I didn't. You know? <laughs> Who can relate? <laughs> you, know, you know when you're watching a movie and you're like, man, I hope it happens this way. That would be a cool way for this movie to go. Uh-huh. That happened to be, like, three times during that movie. And I was like, yo, me and Cameron, same wavelength, but, man. In other words, you both saw Pocahontas? Listen, yeah. <laughs> there's also that tom cruise movie like like the last samurai which i think is yeah. also the same plot kind of i don't know last avatar did it best the last, the last avatar. avatar i hope it's the last avatar we don't need avatar 2 uh yes we do i'm very excited for it it's gonna be a bop it's gonna be like this year isn't it or next year i don't know james cameron does whatever he wants it seems like it's true did we... you know he has the he's the record holder for the person who's been the deepest in the ocean yeah yeah he did the 
the movie about the Marianas Trench or whatever. Oh, not the band. Yeah, dude, the ocean scares me. I don't, I don't mess with the ocean. So yeah, we have Avatar. Sorry, uh, <laughs> Casper the Friendly Ghost, and Snow Day. So how how did the writing process go for you? So I listened to last episode after I'd written my fic. Because, oh really? Because you told me uh you told me what they were so I could write this. And you guys described snow day as when it's so snowy you can't go to school. Right. That is not what I thought. That's of not snow what I day. did either. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, that is not what I thought a snow day was. I guess I I don't know. I feel like you just have to involve snow. Like, you can't just set it at winter. It has to involve the actual snow. Yeah, I guess mine sort of does. Okay. I don't know. Because, like, when I was in high school or, like, in elementary school, I guess you don't really have them in university. I guess you do. I don't know. Whatever. I was in high school and elementary school. If there was, like, a snow day and, like, buses were canceled, mm-hmm. my mom was like, I don't care. You're still going to school. That sucks. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, I got to work. I can't just leave you at home. Yeah. I mean, in high school, you could. Yeah, I think but by that time I'd like reached like a like a routine where I'm like buses are canceled. That just means easy day at school. Mm-hmm. I never like got into my head like, oh shit, that means I don't have to do I don't have to go to school. Right. But snow days just meant you can do whatever you want at school. Like teachers didn't care. Yeah, put a movie on, watch the last samurai. Oh yeah, beat up your friends, you know, whatever you want. Kill a man. Who can relate? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, leave a comment with how many times we say uh, who can relate in this episode. Yeah, take a drink every time. Oh, fun drinking game. Go back and start the episode again. Yeah. You'll... You know what? Uh, finish this episode. Download it again. We want more downloads. There you go. Yeah. And then play it as a drinking game. Play it with your friends. Play with your dad. Play with your grandma. Yeah. Drink some Sambuca. I don't know. Who can relate? Whoa. Did we, did we talk about the last one? What was it? Starting? No, Avatar Snow Day, and what was the Casper? other? Casper? Casper. Oh, he's he's, he's fine. Oh, okay. Oh, you asked me how my writing process Yeah, how was your writing process? Oh. Uh, you got distracted by Snow Day. Yeah, I guess it went well. Once I figured out what I kind of... I kind of figured, like, a vague storyline, and then I just started writing. And uh, it didn't really work, but I think I made it work okay. I don't know how That's to answer good. your question. That's fine. I don't know. <laughs> like, for instance, I yeah. took, like, four days to write it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... We pushed this back twice <laughs> because I literally just couldn't figure out something to write. Oh, that's all right. All right, uh, so do we, do we read them now? Yeah, I guess we just jump right in. Do you want to read first or do you want me to read first? I can read first. Okay. I didn't come up with the title because I finished this like 15 minutes ago. Okay. Wait, I mean, the title on the doc says Casper. Oh, that said Casper and the Friendly Ghost. And I was like, interesting. <laughs> interesting choice. Let's see. What should... Uh, my, mine's called... A snowy day with the boys. Okay. A snowy day with the boys. That's not what it's about at all, but that's the best I got. Cool. Then we're going with it. Boys with an I, obviously. Durr. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, should I go? Yeah. This is A Snowy Day with the Boys by Evan Rowell. The cold wind whistled as it passed through the snow-capped floating mountains. Jake Sully shivered at the spooky noise and the cold as he looked over the Pandora landscape, the place he now called home. The sun began to peek over the horizon, offering the smallest amount of warmth. He sighed and turned away, heading back to his hammock and the sleeping Neytiri. Winters were bad on Earth, but this was something else. Damn. The branches of home tree created a small alcove, a haven from the persistent snow and wind, but the air was still deathly cold. He laid down and nuzzled up next to his Navi lover. She wrapped an arm around him, letting him be the small spoon. Warmed by her body heat, 
How considerate. <laughs> Despite having a slender frame and wearing basically nothing, she emanated warmth like a furnace. Do you think they would actually put on more clothes if it got cold out, or would they just be like, nah, our like weird little thongs are good? Yeah, they're like nature, you know, they're like all about the nature. And they're aliens, who knows, maybe they never get cold. They maybe Pandora never gets cold. Boss, uh, yeah. But in this universe it does. Pandora has winter AU. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes drifted shut, but sleep could not take him. His toes were so cold they'd be turning blue if that wasn't already his natural skin tone. <laughs> he lay there, still shivering from the cold. And in that moment he questioned whether helping the Na'vi destroy the human invaders had been a good call. <laughs> sure, they wanted pretty much to ruin Pandora's ecology, but at least they let him wear clothes suitable for the weather. <laughs> this sounds like the beginning of like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. <laughs> yeah, these are, uh, this is why nothing happens in this story, but it's still 1200 words long. <laughs> because I add in bullshit like that. He reprimanded himself internally for thinking those thoughts, but before he could move on to another, more positive train of thought, he heard a small voice right in front of him. Jake Sully, hey, Jake, are you awake? The voice of a child whispered cautiously. Uh-oh, that's spooky. Jake opened his large yellow eyes. In front of him was a small white creature laying on its stomach, its nose barely an inch from his own. Oh, Jake said. Okay. Oh. oh, Jake said. Oh my god. The memory coming back to him. He gently removed Neytiri's arm from around his chest and sat up. The creature floated upwards so their faces would stay level. Hey Casper, was today the day? Yes, and we've got to get moving if we want to be the best. The boyish ghost chortled gleefully. Jake stood, being careful not to disturb Neytiri. Instinctively, he began looking for his dresser to grab some clothes, but then he remembered, he's a Na'vi now, and they basically don't wear clothes. Is this just, like, propaganda against Na'vi's fashion? Basically. So he headed out of the alcove, once more into the bitter cold with his friend, Casper. The odd couple, a three-meter-tall blue cat-like man and a small white ghost, <laughs> headed to the base of home tree, where a group of young Na'vi gathered, chattering excitedly to each other and their parents, the tribe leader, and Jake's father-in-law, Iyuk Tukan, sure. shortly called the gathering to order. It is the Omatekayan tradition that when the great white winter falls on Pandora, the younglings of the clan and their parents must compete in a sacred trial. His voice boomed. Then his eyes turned to Jake. As my daughter and her husband are without child and youngling Casper is without parents, Jake Sully shall be assisting Casper. Boom. Boom. <laughs> That's my ad lib. Boom indeed. Who can relate? <laughs> All eyes turned to Jake and Casper. The boy ghost waved happily while Jake blushed in embarrassment. <laughs> he and Neytiri knew the expectations of a linked couple, but they were having troubles conceiving, much to their own stress. <laughs> Damn. Who can relate? Ooh. That's Casper saying that one. <laughs> <laughs> not me. I'm not trying to have a baby. Fuck that. <laughs> Eight A Tukan continued. The task is simple: create a tribute to Ewa, the goddess of all, using only the medium of snow and ice, brought down to use by glorious Ewa. These frigid months are often seen as grim and unpleasant. We must show Ewa that we appreciate all of her gifts. You have until the sun is at its peak. You may begin. Woo! That was a lot of exposition. That was unnecessary. A Tukin speaks like he's a robot, like this constipated. <laughs> An angry constipated robot. Who can that. relate? <laughs> With that, children. <Whoa. laughs> 
Who can relate? <laughs> Constipated robot covers whatever that phone number is. <laughs> With that, children scrambled to find a clear patch of snow to claim as their own resources. Parents followed, chatting to each other and laughing. They enjoyed how seriously the children took this event. Casper took off in a flash, flying to get a better view of his surroundings. After a few moments of surveying the land, his eyes widened with excitement. There, Jake! That is our spot! He shouted, pointing down at an open patch of fresh powder. The small ghost took a nosedive, hurtling towards the ground, pulling up at the last moment just above the snow. Jake sauntered over. I almost lost you, buddy. You blend right in, Jake <laughs> laughed. Casper gave a... But moved on quickly. Apparently harumph is a real word. Yeah, it's it not... It, like, autocorrected, too. What's it mean? I don't know. It's kind of like a... Is it an... Oh, I see. Casper gave a... But moved on quickly. Together they conceived their tribute to Ewa. It would be a Navi figure. Hands outstretched in front of it. Holding a tiny ice replica of the home tree. That's some great symbolism, Casper. Great job. <laughs> Jake encouraged the small ghost boy. Thanks! I spent all autumn trying to think of it. Let's get started! Casper's excitement could barely be contained. Casper began rolling their patch of snow into a series of three balls, each smaller than the last. With Jake's help, he placed the largest one on steady ground to be their base, then the medium one, then the smallest. Whoa, no way. That's his head! Casper screamed with joy. <laughs> no kidding. He needs some ears, though, Jake said, trying to keep the ethereal child on track. Ooh, I like that that phrase. The ethereal child. Oh, yeah. That's some vaporwave shit. Yeah. Casper the ethereal child. That's a vaporwave album right there. It sure is. Someone write that down. <laughs> Casper began to shape the snow, the Navi's head, while Jake broke a large chunk of ice from a nearby stream with a sharp tool. He began to chip away at the ice, slowly forming it into a somewhat tree-shaped mass. Casper finished the ears, shaped the nose, and added an icicle to the back of its head to act as the braid that each Navi had. He added arms, but needed to add more long, thin icicles under them to act as supports. This is needlessly complex. So basically, it's a snowman, and that's all you need to know. A snowman holding a tree. Yeah. Okay, yeah. A little tree statue. Finally, when Jake was done sculpting, they carefully placed the home tree on top of the snow hands, just as Can bellowed. The sun is high. Your time is up. Step away from your creations. That was definitely more robot than any other. Of... Sure was. Whatever. He's definitely digging. getting less constipated. Well, we gotta fix that. The judging process was serious, but kind to the children. Over 20 entries were considered, ranging from mounds of snow with an icicle pointing out of the top to more intricate art pieces such as Casper's. <laughs> A2 Ken inspected each one, looking at it from every angle. Once he had seen them all, he excused himself momentarily to pray to Awa for her insights. Nervous chatter spread as Etukan prayed. Parents reassured their children that their creation was fantastic, and that no matter what, they were the winner. Yay. Casper, <laughs> however, was utterly confident. Ours is the dopest and the most semiotic symbolism. Casper <laughs> gloated. Jake nodded and tried to rustle Casper's hair. But his body was incorporeal. So he just kind of reached into Casper's head momentarily and shook his head or hand around. Casper chortled. <laughs> yeah, just shoves his hand into Casper's like head and shakes it around. Etukan returned. A solemn look on his face. Ewa has spoken to me and made her thoughts known. Oh, God. 
There's a lot more stress in there. Yeah, he doesn't seem happy. A lot more poop trying to come out. Ewa has spoken to me and made her thoughts known. She loves each and every tribute, but only one may win our favor. He paused dramatically, looking each child in the eye. So much hope and excitement in their small blue faces. The winner is Gasper the Friendly Ghost! <laughs> Etukan said, smiling for the first time that day, perhaps ever. Casper shot straight upwards with a whoop of glee. Eventually, he came back down and gave Jake an intangible hug. You did it, Casper. You are Awa's fave. Jake said happily, although in the back of his mind, he wished it was his own child that won, rather than a surrogate. Wow! The <laughs> end. I like that one. It was very wholesome, but it definitely had enough humor in it to keep it fun. It had, so, it had some darkness, you know. There's no IVF on Pandora, surprisingly. What is IVF? Uh, in vitro fertilization. Oh. I mean, who knows how, how those hair braid sex things work, you know? I don't know. They're, they're, uh, they're making love in their own special way up there. Yeah, I think, that was, I think that was a mighty fine one. Straight up just fine. Nothing happens. <laughs> Every time something crazy needs to happen, I, yeah. I liked. I liked. Someone doesn't need to get in, turned into a minion every every episode. Yeah, I was I was telling Ev Boy that uh, that one made me uncomfortable. <laughs> it was it was a bit dark, a little little spicy. The last one, yeah, it was. It was short, but uh, so I had to switch it up. But uncomfortable. <laughs> I had to switch it up. I had to make it long and pleasant, just just like me. Who can relate? Woo! All right, beautiful. Okay, um, yeah. Well, Let's move swiftly on. <laughs> uh, this is my story. Do I read the title or are you going to read the title? I mean, if you want to read the title, All it's, right. it's quite the title. The title is uh, Jake Sully Joins the Naughty or How We Learned to Love Our Planet and All Those That Inhibit It Regardless of How They May Appear After a First Impression. And also, How to Love Yourself, a fable scribed by me. Oh my god. That uh, was a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think it accurately sums up everything without giving anything away, really. That's good. All right, so this is Jake <laughs> Sully Joins the Nati, or How He Learned to Love the Planet and All Those That Inhibit It. Inhibit it? Inhabit it? I don't know. Do you mean inhabit it? I wrote what I wrote. You gotta stick with it. <laughs> inhibit is like inhibitions. Yeah. Let's, okay. go with, let's go with that one, sure. All right, time to start again. So this is Jake Sully joins the Nati, or how we learn to love the planet and all those that inhibit it, regardless of how they may appear after a first impression, and also how to love yourself, a fable scribed by o Alana? By Alana Hopper. Yep. Who can relate? Woo! Only Alana can. True. Oh, you have the... Never mind. The year is 2138, and Jake Sully has been expelled from his elementary school for stealing all of the other kids' lunches. He's a bad boy. His family decides they need to move to a new area, give Jake a fresh start at a new school where he can hopefully make friends and not bully kids. On his first day at Pandora Elementary, Jake notices that all <laughs> other kids aren't like him, or like anyone else he's seen before. Ooh, what could they be like? Ooh. They're all weird. They talk different, dress different, and no one talked to him. All Jake wants to do was to make friends, but it was so hard for him. He decided he's going to do whatever it takes to fit in and gain their trust. Jake decided that he was going to find a way into the popular group. Johnny, Bonnie, and Casper were the coolest kids in the whole school, and they ran the place. Facts. And Jake Sully knew that if he could get into that group, then everyone would love and respect him. Jake builds a machine that allows him to enter the body of a cool kid <laughs> and live as they live. The next day, the next day he goes to the school in his new cool kid avatar body. 
Immediately upon arriving at the school, he notices a difference. The other kids look at him, talk to him, and Jake starts to make friends. He even starts a conversation with Bonnie, and the two of them start to become very close friends over the next few weeks. At this point, Jake is convinced he has been fully accepted by the cool kids. One day, the leader of the group pulls him aside and tells him a secret. The cool kids are actually in a gang. Oh yeah, big twist. An all-kids gang called the Naughty. They steal kids' lunches and bribe teachers. <laughs> teachers. Is that in New York? They bribe the teachers. They steal kids' lunches and bribe the teachers. <laughs> they give them good marks. Little bastard. Yeah. Yeah. Jake Sully was conflicted, even though his mother was so proud that he finally stopped being a bully and beating up kids for their lunches. He missed the power and the thrill. From that point on, he was fully in with the Nati and happily joined their ranks, eventually becoming one of their top-ranking officers <laughs> in controlling the halls of Pandora Elementary. Chapter break. This crazy first part, though. You know what I mean? Pretty wild. He quits, a lot happened. Quits the rough life, relocates. Now he's back in the rough life. He got a new body. Yeah, that's something that happened for sure. He's definitely in the body of another child or something. Creepy. Or I, We'll see what happens, I guess. Maybe that's, maybe that's spoken upon later on. Ooh, maybe it is. Who knows? I don't know. January 24th, 2139. Isn't that your birthday? It is. Happy birthday to me. Who can relate? Woo! <laughs> January 24th, 2139. Jake has now been posing as a cool kid in his fake avatar body for almost five months. He was one of the top generals in the War of the Pandora Halls. A rival gang has become prevalent in the school. The Environment Club, who attacked anyone living a non-vegan lifestyle. The non-gang kids are scared to walk the halls, and the tensions between the gangs are getting high. Paranoia is rampant with the Nati, and Jake is worried that his false body will be discovered. It's third period, just after lunch, and Jake is looking out the window of his classroom, seeing the masses of snow come down. More snow than he's ever seen in his short life so far. He starts to become worried. He looks to his leader, Casper, for advice. Concerned that they may be trapped in the school forever, the PA system starts up. Buses have been cancelled. Please inform your parents you will need a ride home. Who can relate? Woo! That's not fair at all. Parents got jobs. Yeah, after I wrote that, I was like, this is an elementary school. How are these kids going to let their know, let their parents know? All eight-year-olds have an iPhone now. Shut up. It's 2139. <laughs> it's 2139. Everyone's telepathic at this point. It's true. True. I mean, bad. if he could just go home and make a machine that puts him in the body of a cool kid. <laughs> he could probably contact his mother if you want. Yeah, he could probably be like, yo, mama. Yeah, okay, true. Let's hang. Buses are gone. But you know what? Okay, this is some world-building lore on the side. Oh, yeah? His parents Authors neglect know. the parents neglect him a little bit, and that's oh, why no. he turned to bullying other kids. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, so His he parents doesn't... still care enough to be like, well, he's going to get expelled, so we'll move. True. But not enough to, like, actually check in on him every day. They put, like, Band-Aid issues on, like, a real problem, you know? I wish buying a new house would be a Band-Aid issue. <laughs> It's true. Anyway, uh, author's note, back to the story. This was all Casper needed. He'd been waiting for an excuse to start an all-out war with the other game. And here is was. Hey, here is was. <laughs> he jumped on the desk and screamed, The Naughty are taking over! Then jumped off the desk, roundhouse kicked the teacher in the face, and ran out of the room. Casper's crazy. There's a quotation mark after that? Is that yeah. what someone said? Yeah. <laughs> Casper, Casper was saying, Oh, was this all the title? <laughs> Casper was saying it as he was doing it. Damn, that's intense. He was like, uh, he was like, the knots here are taking over. Now I'm gonna jump off this desk and roundhouse kick this teacher in the face. And run, out, and run out of the room. <laughs> and then he does it. 
<laughs> the war was on. Jake ran after Casper and into the naughty meeting room. Is this like a sanctioned room or is this just like a broom closet? I think the naughty as a gang, they like uh, bribe the teachers into getting official club status. Damn. So they have like a budget and uh, a meeting room after school. But I guess since a snow day, they just take it over the room. I don't know. The naughty are crazy, man. That's why they're pretty naughty. If you know what I'm saying. Whoa. I just got it. <laughs> Boom. Mind exploded. If uh, you also had your mind exploded, uh, let us know. Yeah, uh, rate and review the podcast. Five stars. Call it Who Can Relate Woo. (laughs) They planned their assault on the Environment Club, but Jake had a bad feeling about it. He'd grown attached the the rhetoric (laughs) of the opposing gang. Uh, To the rhetoric. Why should we be wearing fur coats and choking back beef jerk? When we could be saving the planet. He expressed his concerns and Casper was having none of it. Oh, yeah. All caps. Casper does not go with people leaving his gang. He's not about that shit. Casper's clothes all fell the floor. <laughs> this, this part was so intense that I couldn't worry about grammar. Casper's clothes all fell the floor and he started to fly into the air, his eyes turning blood red and he flew right at Jake. He jumped out of the way, but Casper was fast. Casper flew right into Jake's body and possessed him, but the joke was on Casper. This wasn't a real person, just a fake cool kid body. Jake hit the exit button and woke up in the janitor's closet where he stored his avatar machine. He wasn't sure what would happen to Casper, who was inside of his body, but he knew he needed to get out. He ran from the janitor's closet to the AP science room where the environment kids met up. He ran into the room and everyone froze. Levi Green, the leader of the Environment Club. Is that an Avatar character? No. Is that just a name you made up? Yeah. It's a good name. Thanks. I liked it too. Levi Green. I like that it's green and it's the Environment Club. Oh, yeah. That's probably intentional. It was. Levi Green, the leader of the Environment Club, stood up and yelled, Who are you? What do you want? We're in the middle of a war here. Jake responded, My name is Jake Sully. Not in quotes. <laughs> The whole room gasped in shock. They were so used to seeing Jake in his cool kid body that they were not expecting his real appearance. Jake started to plea his case. Wait, wait, wait. I want to backtrack authors know his real appearance uh, sucks. He's in a wheelchair. I did not say that. In the movie, he's in a wheelchair in his real body. Okay, yeah, true. He is, uh, okay, change of plans. He doesn't suck, but he is in a wheelchair and everyone at this school. He's uh, in a wheelchair and that's why he sucks. No, everyone at this school is, uh... What's the word? It's not. It's not racist. It's just like uh, ableist. Is that the word for like anti people with uh with Dis- disabilities? Yeah. Yeah. All right. This entire school is ableist then, and that's why they would never talk to Jake when he was in his regular body. Also, they're just all real tall, and he's in yeah. a wheelchair. The entire school, like this, is elementary school, and the shortest one is topping out at like five four. Damn. Which is you know the shortest one is five four though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The tallest one is like freakishly tall. But I don't know how tall. That's not part of the lore. Too tall. Anyway, back to this thing. Jake rolls up in his wheelchair into the green club. Oh, yeah, because in Avatar, Jake's always in a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But like his twin brother died or something. Right. So he's like, I can walk and I'm blue. All right, it all comes back. See, y'all get it. Who can relate? Whoa. Whoa. Jake started to plea his case. I believe in the environment, too. I don't want to be naughty anymore. I wanted to help out. I wanted to help people and the environment. Levi was unconvinced that Jake really wanted to help their side. Jake had an idea that could turn this whole war around. Everyone follow me. This is how we're going to win the war. Jake brought them all to his janitor's closet and showed them how his machine works. You can create any body you want and then push the button to create the body and live through it until you exit. 
and the entire Environment Club decided to work with Jake. They all hopped into the machine and created their avatars. But unlike Jake, whose avatar was the coolest kid he could imagine, the Environment Kids all turned themselves into WWE superstars and charged out. Got Randy Savage, got Hulk Hogan, The Undertaker, CJ, Miles. No, that's a basketball player on the Raptors. TJ Hooker? Maybe. I don't know. No, that's a detective, isn't it? I think so. Y'all know WWE. That's a- TJ Booker? Booker T? Maybe. John Cena. Who can relate? Woo! <laughs> they ran into the North Wing main hallway. The biggest hallway in the school. On the other side lined up the Nati, with Jake Sully's cool kid body standing front and center. Jake emerged from the environment club side. The Nati gasped in shock. Casper yelled out, how is this possible? I possessed you. How are you standing over there right now with the whole cast of WWE? Because, <laughs> like, there's two Jake Sullys yeah. now. How are you standing over there right now with the whole cast of the WWE? Jake just smiled and said, never judge a book by its cover. Then he winked and the entire cast of WWE ran at the Naughty Kids and beat them all up. The end. Boom! Roasted! Who can relate? Woo! <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Fucking tore him up. Yeah. I liked how... The the cool kids that, like, are the human analogs yeah, were called the Na'ti, like the Na'vi. Yeah. But then the environment kids... Uh, we're just the environment kids. We're kid. just environment kids. Yeah, listen, um, I originally started off being that the Na'ti would be like the Na'vi. Uh-huh. But I didn't go back once I started writing, so I just kind of... No. I was no. like, well, there's no enemy now, that's time to make them bad. The Unstable Universe's podcast does not believe in editing. Yeah. You write, you finish, you record. Exactly. And in all 27 episodes I've been a part of, all 25 Ish. episodes you guys have, that I've been a part of, I've never once edited any of my um, picks. True. Signed, Alana Hopper. And that's a guarantee. Facts. Yeah, so our fix are red. We don't have any write-ins today. Anthony and Jamie probably won't be writing in for a while. Uh <sighs> They're in separate cities and they don't like not writing together. Apparently, they are. Damn, they're my they're my favorite write-ins. They're pretty much the only write-ins for the most part. There's Bobby Flay on occasion. He sucks though. And then I mean, he doesn't suck, but he's not as good. I mean, sorry, Bobby Flay. And then you had um, you had one other guy, didn't you? We had one other guy, didn't you? Chef Boyardee wrote in with Bobby Flay once. Right, that one was interesting. I don't think anyone else has written in. Oh. I think it's only those those few but yeah so our fix have been read we have no write-ins so it's time to move on to our second of two segments random fandoms. fandoms uh this is the segment where we generate our fan fiction crossover for next episode so we get two fandoms and a tag we get a whole week we're gonna write it and then uh you know you'll hear it all next episode beauty all right do well you, uh hit the button absolutely and uh, drum roll, please. Uh, okay, interesting. Do you want to read it? Can you read? Uh, phew, yeah, Alana Hopper is a great reader. Fandom A, Friday the 13th. Okay. Fandom B, Percy Jackson. Mm-hmm. Tag, post-apocalyptic. Interesting. This is an interesting one. This is a very real one. I yeah. feel like this is a serious one. Could be. Maybe because I'm not familiar enough with them. Just to like be able to joke about them on the fly, right. you know what I mean. I read all five Percy Jackson books. I like watched the eight. first like two movies. There were only two movies. <laughs> I watched them both. I don't think I saw the second one. The girl that plays Annabeth in there is real pretty though. She's gone on to do more things, I think. Yeah, she's done a few things. Who else was who else were the kids in that movie? Uh, Logan Lerman. 
Oh, he kind of stopped. He's not as big as he was. Because there was a little while there where, like, he was he, the... He's done a few things, but nothing, like, big. Because I think in and around that, when that first one came out, he was, like, the Teen Choice Awards hottest boy kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Something like... You know, he was he was up there for, like, Teen Vogue was mushing over him. And then, um, what was the guy, Friday the 13th? Yeah, Friday the 13th. My sister was born on a Friday the 13th. Oh, spooky. Is she the devil? Um, so, yeah, Friday the 13th. <laughs> uh, horror movie series... That's Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, that's Jason. Oh, that's just Jason. Where's well, Freddy from? Uh, Freddy's from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, well, what the hell does he do by himself? Kills teens. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess that makes I, sense. In my head, they just fought each other the whole time. Camp Crystal Lake? Is like a, a summer camp type thing? Yeah. Is this where the origin of, like, scary summer camp? I think so. Okay, well, that's kind of cool. The first one, it wasn't even actually Jason. It was Jason's mom. Whoa, don't spoil. I haven't seen these. Came on the 70s, dude. Catch up. I'm going to watch them all before next week's fic all, for all me to like write. 10 of them? Yeah, my fic's going to be entirely world building. <laughs> no storyline. It's just a super complex world building across all 10 movies that links any inaccuracies together. It's it's a, that's <laughs> It's just like a world book for uh for like D&D. Yeah, it takes any continuity errors and somehow makes them all work together. I'm sure there are many continuity errors in the Friday the 13th lore. That's fair. I mean, um, it's a horror movie. Not all of them are perfect. Oh, yeah. Uh, Percy Jackson. What do you know about Percy Jackson? Percy Jackson uh, features Logan Lerman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've covered this. Okay. Percy Jackson is a demigod, I believe. Yeah. His dad was Zeus, maybe? Poseidon. He's a water boy. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. Your dad, his dad was Poseidon. His mom was the Earth Girl. And um, then he gets to go to this camp uh, for teens that are have powers because of gods. He learns how to use them. Mm-hmm. Then he gets accused of stealing lightning. From Zeus. From Oh, yeah. He gets accused of stealing lightning from Zeus. So then as a way to solve the problem, he like goes and gets the lightning from Hades or something. Yeah. And then there's four more books. Okay, well, that's Where the first bullshit book. happens. The, it's just, it's just, it's, it's like nine hundred two one zero, but with the gods and the one and the one kids, the main center of it all. Yep. With the Greek gods. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Post-apocalyptic. You know, there's an apocalypse, and uh, it's after that. Yeah. So the world's kind of gone to shit. A little like Walking Dead action, maybe Mad Max sort of thing. It's weird when I think post-apocalypse, I always think like scorched earth type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the entire thing is just is just crusted over lava. The world is literally nothing. Just fucked. Yeah. Because, like, if a zombie thing happened, right, I guess they do call it a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, you're but, right. But would that be technically, would, like, The Walking Dead still be during the apocalypse, or is that officially post-apocalypse? I don't is know. Is the apocalypse when humanity's dead, or is the apocalypse when, like, that's government falls? That's what I was thinking. Because I feel like there's there's countries with no government, and they're not apocalyptic. <laughs> they're not great. <laughs> Name one country without a government. I swear there's there's I swear there's one that's like literally just a I don't want to say a country and it not be right. You're just going to say like uh Kenya? No, no, no. No, it's not Kenya. Remember they had that 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 president that was had that meme for a while? Yeah. Anyway, no, there's definitely I can't remember which one it is, but we'll find it. I could uh, google it, but I don't know how much time. You know. Tweet at us. Tweet out as the country without a government. Actually, maybe it's just unstable government, you know what I mean? It I mean, might... I wish the United States didn't have a government, am I right? Boys and girls. Who can relate? Woo! <laughs> yeah, that's post-apocalyptic. Yeah, so that's our podcast. Oh, it's over? I mean, you got anything else to say? Where can they find us? On unstable-universes.pinecast.com or 
alwaysbeclassic.com. Yep. Or Twitter. And Facebook. And Facebook and... Find us on Facebook, Unstable Universes, on Twitter, yep. on, on Podcast. Yep. Uh, you can read our fix on AO3 and fanfiction.net. AO3 is the better one, though. Uh, yeah, it is. It has a better search function. Thanks to Julian for our theme song. Yeah, shout out to Julian for the theme song. Uh, Julian loves life on Instagram and Twitter, but his Twitter is private, so good luck getting in there. Facts. Um, He's a dip. If you want to send us... A fic for next week, that would be Friday the 13th, Percy Jackson, Post-Apocalyptic. You can send it to us on any of those social media channels or email it to us, unstableuniverses at gmail.com. Please rate and review. We really appreciate it. It helps us, you know, get more discovered more by uh, more randoms. And that's what we're that's what we're always looking for. Oh, yeah. Some strange. And uh, go watch New Girl on Netflix. I'm on the sixth season. It's uh, it's pretty good. That's the last one they have on Canadian Netflix. Not a sponsor. No, not a sponsor. It's just an, it's just a pretty good show. Is that the show. most recent season? I don't know. I don't follow it that close. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Tune in next week for Friday the 13th. Percy Jackson. Post-apocalyptic. Is it next week? No. That's next week. Oh, uh, no. I was like, is next week the 13th? Wouldn't that be crazy? That'd be pretty wild. Although this comes out on a Thursday. Yeah. So not, a, yeah. Not it could as come week. out on Thursday the 12th. But it doesn't. It doesn't. It comes out on Thursday the 3rd. Something like that. I'm a, I'm a 100% sure. Okay. I believe you. Hey. Hey, if I'm wrong, if, if write a review. Five stars. Title it. Who can relate? Woo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think uh, we should get the hell out of here. Yeah. Okay. Bye. See ya. Mix them up, twist them up, put them in the blender. Switching sides, characters, sometimes I'm switching genders. One story out after two stories enter. Random tandem fandom generator. A tragedy, a comedy, or maybe it's a horror. Doesn't matter either way, the story make it chortle. Anything can hit you, it's just how you work it. That's what you get out of stable universes.